0: Whoa, we're actually having another weekly episodic podcast, and I feel like <laughs> it's been forever, but forever. if you've seen on video, and as you heard from his little chuckle, the prodigal one is back, the bald, formerly bald beast, Janlin Johnson, <laughs> little co-host, makes his return to the show, welcome back, Jalen, it feels like yes. years.
1: Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a couple of weeks. It does feel like it's been a very long time. But uh, it's only been like two or three weeks. But <laughs> with all the shows we released, it feels like it's been forever.
0: Exactly. I mean, thank you for alluding to that because we have always gone to crap down stuff done, whether it be our weekly NFL breakdowns, whether it be our bunch of interviews that we've been releasing. Most recent one, UFC fighter guitar hero Justin James with a story that is straight from a movie. You guys have been loving that one. But for those that haven't seen it, you need to check it out. Everything will be linked. You can also just go to our fantastic website, www.thefourthlong.com, which actually, by the way, has received a facelift because I've been making some upgrades to that over the past couple days. Mm-hmm. So, Looks a lot better. Thank you, Jalen. We've <laughs> just been doing a bunch of stuff, but today, what we got for you guys, we're going to talk about quarterbacks. Who's better between a couple of these pairs? Talking Kyle two second-year quarterbacks. Or um, second third year quarterbacks, Murray, Lamar Jackson. Then we got the mm-hmm. rookies of Burrow, to and Herbert. Then it's time to break down the NFL season since we are midway through. Let's take a look at a bunch of things, whether it be biggest surprises, biggest upsets, biggest disappointments. We'll get into that. A little NCAA F action for you guys today. The case for an 18 playoff. NBA, Russell Wilson. Or, uh, I'm sorry. Russell Westbrook. It's all in the uh, NFL kind of mindset <laughs> with that one. CP3. Also, some new jerseys. Who has the best one? We got some NFL, uh, MLB, new managers, and the season awards. And UFC Vegas 14 is right on the horizon. We'll talk that for you guys. See, we got a little bit on the agenda today, so it's going to be a fun one. But, Jalen, we're going to start things off with this question. All right. Who would you rather build your team around right now? Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson?
1: I mean, this one's kind of unfair because my team is already building <laughs> around <laughs> this quarterback, Kyler Murray. Um, I, I don't I love Lamar Jackson. He is one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league right now. But right now, the offense that he is playing in uh, is starting to get really predictable, which last week in an interview, he even said defenses are lining up and calling out their plays. That's bad. They're lining they're lining up and just yelling, hey, they're running dive. Hey, they're running a read option to the right hey, like it's it, – it, so it's getting predictable. I think Lamar has been doing a good job still keeping the Ravens in with his spectacular ability and his ability to run and his ability to throw, which people do undermine a lot. But he gets it done. He's still winning games. They're still a winning team right now. Uh, but when you look at it right now in the season, Kyle Murray's putting together. Right now, at the rate he is going, he has put together a better season than Lamar Jackson had so far in his breakout MVP season. Uh, and he's ve- been very underappreciated so far throughout this season and I think it's been a beautiful season for him so far you think and it's I think that's
0: he plays for, for a cardinal the Cardinals
1: yeah he, he who, who plays, plays for the Cardinals. Right? yeah there's, there's, I, there's, there's, I, he plays there. for the Cardinals and I feel like a lot of uh, a lot of uh, experts quotation marks for people who uh, aren't viewing the video um they they said that the Cardinals were going to be at they were gonna be like five and 11 this season. And the Cardinals at this point in the season are five and three. Uh, so I think a lot of people aren't trying to talk about them because they don't want to admit the mistake of – because right, right when everybody came out and said, hey, because right when uh, the season ended, Kyler Murray was one of the first people on the list. Mm-hmm. And I think he was like third or fourth place for highest odds to win MVP. And everybody was like overrated, this and that. Kyler, Mer- Kyler Murray has been exceptional this season. And the second half of the season, I feel like he's going to kick into a second gear just to put up even more. For what he hasn't been able to do with his defense, it's
0: really hard to say right now because, of course, they're they're two very similar quarterbacks. Both of mm-hmm. them had a well, um, in terms of their second season, Lisa, they've both been having. Uh, I mean, Lamar Jackson won the MVP in his second NFL season. Uh, Kyler Murray, if it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and a couple other people, he would be. He's already in in Doctor MVP. He would be even higher up on there. Um, where it comes into play with the differences, Kyler Murray. Definitely had a better first year than Lamar Jackson did. It helped that he was also actually starting all games. And then at Mm -hmm. the same time, it's going to be big what we're going to see in the third season because Lamar Jackson had that MVP season. Then he's dropped off and he hasn't been as good this year. He's still good, but not nearly as good. Is that going to happen for Kyler Murray? I don't know. We'll find out soon. But as of right now, since he's a little more proven, I will take Lamar Jackson. Because we're going off of who you'd rather build around right now, but that could very well change next season. But with that being said, let's move on into our rookie quarterbacks. Now, the twenty twenty draft class was phenomenal, and honestly, if we, it feels like well, another thing, Jalen, that feels like forever ago. We actually live streamed this, and we had a really good time with that. One of our mm-hmm. live streams. I know I was on fire that second round, so that yes. was really cool. Really pissed you off. Second like, round was
1: crazy. You should go back and watch that if you haven't seen. I think like ten right?
0: <laughs> or something stupid. It was yeah. He um, got like ten
1: picks in a row. Right. That was crazy. Yeah.
0: I. I don't. I wish I can go back to that because I was just like 200 IQ, and now that's just never going to happen again. But yeah. the three quarterbacks that we have um, are Joe Burrow, Tua, Tua Tagovailoa, and Justin Herbert. Out of these three, which is going to be the best quarterback out of this draft class? And I'll tell you right now, Jalen, it is going to be Joe Burrow. I mean, mm. it, it's it's all right. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it's really close between um, Burrow and Herbert. They're two mm-hmm. very, very talented quarterbacks on two very, very... Subpar uh, teams. Uh, you want to, I'll say disappointing teams. Um, I, I think I think that's a little more uh, Bengals aren't really
1: disappointing. I kinda of expected this from the Bengals.
0: That's a good point right there. Chargers is very disappointing. Uh mm-hmm. the Bengals are doing better than anticipated, at least, and that's all thanks to Joe Cool. I just love his pocket presence. He seems so mm-hmm. calm and collected on that field. He has a really good he's way of magician. reading it. You know, underrated athletic ability outside the pocket. And he's mm-hmm. been he's just been a really, really good pocket passer. And he is the um, it's not, no surprise that he ended up being um, able to turn to that NFL style offense really easily. Not surprised easily. about that one, but your, your take on this
1: one. Um, I'm going to have to go the same way. I would have to go with Burrow. I think Burrow is, I feel like Justin, uh, Justin Herbert or, it's just Herbert, right? Yes yes, right. Yes, yes. yes. Okay. I don't know why that didn't sound right when I said it. <laughs> uh, but Herbert and Burrow, uh, they're very close right now so far this season. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that they're close shows why Burrow is better. Herbert's on a significantly better team with a significantly better roster and significantly better coaching. Uh, so I think the fact that we can even say Burrow and Herbert are moving at the same when Herbert is on a way better team who just can't find a way to close out games. Um I think just shows how great Burrow is. And if they get some weapons around him or at least start using some weapons that are around him, like John Ross, who's just hasn't played this season but is healthy, uh, which doesn't make sense to me. And they didn't trade him. Yeah. I don't know. Just like the I mean, we get to that later. But um yeah, I, I think Burrow is probably the better quarterback in this draft. Obviously, stats are going to be a lot closer with Herbert just because Herbert has the weapons that, that uh, Burrow does not have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Burrow would definitely be the better quarterback out here. And then Tua has had two decent, uh, two pretty good games. He had a really good game last week and the week before that uh, I mean, he his had first a decent start
0: was, eh, But his second start was really good. That Cardinals-Dolphins yes. game was fan. Fantastic, and I yes, really did break that one down for you guys in our Week Nine NFL recap, which you can go, uh, go check out that right now. <laughs> but let's yes. get on into the midseason now, Jalen. Some midseason takeaways. We got a few things for you guys, and one of the biggest ones, of course, is who is the MVP halfway through the season, and why is it Russell Wilson?
1: And why is it Kyler Murray? Yeah, uh, no,
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's close, but it. Oh, it's hard because it, 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 right now it's between Russell Wilson and it's between Patrick Mahomes. And I. Mm-hmm. the way I like this, um, they're two really close. I mean, Russell Wilson had the better start in season. Um, now with the Jets in this last game, I mean, we've seen um, Patrick Mahomes, a half-billion-dollar quarterback, then putting up like five touchdowns, four touchdowns, just some mm-hmm. really crazy numbers. But with that, I just love what I've seen from Russell Wilson all season. Also, it doesn't help that I just feel bad that he's never even gotten a single vote. So maybe that's why it's a little like self bias in here. <laughs> this year, I feel
1: like he'll get a vote. Um,
0: if he doesn't, at least get a vote. There, the, it, it's just rigged against Russell Wilson.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, my my bias pick first is Kyler Murray. But your but...
0: non-bias and professional pick. <laughs>
1: Yes. Uh, My non-biased and professional pick is Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes has had a very silently great season. I think it's just the fact that we expect Patrick Mahomes to do these things has made it seem less like a great season. But I believe he only has, what, like one interception on the year? Only a couple. Yeah, he only has like one or two interceptions on the year, and he's thrown for almost just as many touchdowns as Russell Wilson has. And he's winning more than Russell No, I mean, they're winning at about the same rate right now. Um, But, um... But he, he's looked good doing it. He's destroyed teams this year. Uh, his offense has won the top offense in the league mm-hmm. yet again with all that speed and the great tight end. And then uh, they had a great running game to start the season off. Mm-hmm. The last two two weeks have been a little bit more off. Uh, with the new addition uh, of Le'Veon Bell. I feel like they're tr- still trying to figure out what they're going to do with that. They shouldn't uh, do anything
0: with him. Just keep him for third downs out of the backfield.
1: <laughs> but they're trying to figure out what to do with that backfield with Edwards Hilaire needing a break. He can't be the workhorse like that every week. Um, so uh, I, I believe uh, I fully believe Patrick Mahomes could probably end up pulling this out. Russell Wilson is starting to struggle a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not 100% his fault. But you know, when they come down to these MVP committees, they look at everything as a whole, and they're gonna probably put this on him. Also, uh, it depends
0: on which team is more successful, ultimately, too. Yes, uh, I think honestly, not even saying uh, award is a team award. It's not just a yes. single play; it's a team of one. You're not
1: you're not going to be on a, a three and thirteen team and win the MVP.
0: Does not matter if you throw <laughs> for five thousand yards and fifty touchdowns? It does not. If, if, if you don't win, you're not getting MVP.
1: I think Russell Wilson's season is going to come down his play against other MVP candidate quarterbacks, like if he. Uh, I don't know if he plays Peyton Mullen this season. I know he plays Kyler again. I saw that uh,
0: Seahawks Chiefs Super Bowl. I said that a couple of weeks ago. That's that's, that's, Honestly, that's that's still the one I want to see. That's I want
1: to I want to see I um, my my most excited game that I'm excited for so again wonderful. this season is uh, is the Seahawks versus Cardinals yep, rematch.
0: Yep, there it is. Uh, <laughs> <to everyone>, Jalen <laughs> no, Cardinals. You, the
1: game of the year right now is Seahawks versus Cardinals. So me wanting to see that game again is not even a Cardinals league. That game, was the best the game, game of the
0: year football. right
1: now is, is Seattle versus Cardinal in the overtime.
0: Maybe 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 <laughs> maybe maybe. I think that, it's that more is... of this team, Jalen, because let's get into our biggest surprises. Then, um, we're between team and player. We're going to start with mm-hmm. team. Our biggest surprise team is who and why is it the Cardinals again that you're talking about?
1: Uh, no, my uh, biggest surprises so far this uh, season has been the Dolphins. Uh, the more surprise. So we it's... agree
0: on this then. We, yes, we agree on the Dolphins.
1: We do agree. Uh, it's two things. The first surprise for me wasn't really like a big season surprise. It was the fact that they benched uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick when they were doing good. Usually don't see a quarterback getting benched when the team is having a winning record and isn't playing bad. He wasn't playing bad. They came off a good week and then he got benched over the bye week. That was a slight surprise for me. I kind of expected to, uh, to sit out mo- more of the season at least and kind of come near the end of the season or just not play until next year. Uh, and get some kind of garbage time reps. Uh, second biggest thing was the fact that the Dolphins have a winning record in the AFC East where they are now second. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially if they we end up going to the expanded playoffs, which was announced uh, that um, if any teams lose games due to COVID, now that bye weeks have begun to pass and no, most teams are playoffs. I mean,
0: I, I think that's playoffs. the whole thing itself. If you want to talk about the real quick, I think it's so stupid. I thought it was dumb to expand to seven teams anyway – 18 teams just going to dilute the talent. I, I mean, what do you want to see the the Chiefs yeah. beat the number eight seed by fifty points in the playoffs? I don't.
1: Do we really honestly want to
0: see that? The,
1: the eight game I don't like. I don't need. I don't need eighteen. That's half of each conference making it. I don't think like half teams that, should make that's it. Some, that's seven. That's NBA I feel like it's
0: right there, man. Yeah, like, exactly. I,
1: I think seven is fine. Seven I like because I don't think the the second. Um, the second seed should get a bye week. I think first first seed should get a bye week. So the seventh seed was an addition that I liked because I think the second seed should have to play. Uh, i think first i think winning your conference should be the only reason you get a bye week uh in the playoffs which is why i was okay with seven teams yeah,
0: but that that's of course is besides the point the thing with the dolphins though is i was going to say dolphins too maybe i should have gone first so it would sound like you were copying off me and of said <laughs> <laughs> let's see what's written down on the agenda we actually have but yeah, was, i was like before the season i was very high on the dolphins i was saying playoff team it, it it the most in five years, or it, it the longest mm-hmm. in five years. I love what they're doing, really building well through the draft. I mean, shout out to the Texans. I cover this in our breakdown that the Texans had had the seventh spot in the draft, but Bill O'Brien still lives on because that pick belongs to the Dolphins. The Dolphins are gonna get two first-round picks this year, and they're gonna probably have one in the top ten because Houston is not good, and they should just start. They should have sold it, it, um, the, the trade deadline besides the point. Dolphins are ahead of schedule right now. Very good team. That defense is looking really good. I think it's the top five NFL defense in the in them. Mm-hmm. That offense is not bad at all. Solid run game backed up by what could be a really good quarterback. I like the Dolphins. I like where, what they're doing here. I could easily see them making a sixth seed, maybe even a fifth seed in that AFC. Although the AFC is very strong. I can still see that. Now let's roll into our players, both offensive and defensive. Let's start this thing off with the offense, Jalen, and I get to go first on this one, just in case. So you <laughs> just don't take case. my pick, and that is going to be the most surprising offensive player to me this season is DK Metcalf. I mean, he was no one saw this dude actually being a thing out of the draft. He was highly slept on. He dropped down a few rounds. Even though he was just this superhuman genetic freak back back in college at Ole Miss, and now he has turned into the biggest deep threat in the NFL right now. I knew I, people thought he was going to be good after uh, his last season. He's with Russell Wilson. He's with Pete Carroll with a very dynamic offense. But who could have suspected that he's going to have eight, uh, uh, pretty much a touchdown game, almost 800 yards, almost 50 catches? This dude has become a game breaker, and he's playing alongside Tyler Lockett too, which makes that, which is why that offense is so damn lethal. But DK mm-hmm. is a freak, and we've also seen his speed. Throwing back to that Cardinals game that you mentioned earlier, and mm-hmm. uh, that was—he's just a freak. He's, I mean, the Cardinals
1: game so- earlier, he only had one catch for 14 yards, so that's not the best.
0: Well, no, I'm talking about the speed where he ran. Oh, out. the yeah, oh the, yeah, that was a highlight in itself. Yeah. That
1: was exactly. that was a game that's of
0: its that own. That was <laughs> that's what I was talking about. No, he had a quiet game besides it, but that's his only quiet game of the season. So DK yes. Metcalf is the most surprising offensive player so far this season.
1: All right, my most surprising uh, offensive player so far this I, season I, I, I is guess. not the same. <laughs>
0: i think everyone home real quick just take a pause jalen just take a guess at what he's gonna say okay, okay. all right who is it my yeah.
1: pick for the most surprising offensive player is justin herbert oh I'm,
0: i yes. thought we we're going different direction on that one
1: i was gonna go kyler even though that is very <laughs> surprising it wasn't surprising to me so i'm not gonna say it. uh but um Justin Herbert, uh, coming into the draft, especially after the combine, he was seen as a quarterback who stared down his options too much, mm-hmm. uh, had bad t- decision making. And so far this season, after he replaced Tyrod due to an accidental puncturing of the lungs, nah, during he the... <laughs>
0: paid off the doctor.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I did air quotes for everybody who's listening on Spotify and other uh, Apple Podcasts, podcasts.
0: Anchor, anywhere else you find your podcast from.
1: Anywhere else you can find your podcast. Um <laughs> he's come in and been absolutely amazing. Uh his team hasn't been able to help him uh too much. Uh they've lost uh I think what was it? How many games have they lost by a combined twenty four points? They
0: have lost all they're two and six right now, and they've lost all six games by a combined total of 24 points. All of them have been one-score games. They've lost back-to-back games on the last play of the game that's gone to an official review. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I I talked about how how choked they are in our breakdown, of course.
1: Yes, they have been choking, but at the same time, Justin Herbert has been putting together a great uh, offensive rookie of the Mm year-like season. Um, And I think he can continue to get better. uh, If his team can figure out somehow... To finish out games and just freaking close the uh, game out. They uh, will be perfectly fine. I think I think the they discussion, be,
0: realistically, they should be six and two right now. Maybe.
1: Exactly. They should be at least like six and two right now. Uh and it's been kind of crazy uh to watch it happen week in and week out in like the fourth quarter. Like I, I haven't watched many Chargers it's games how live. bad
0: they are at losing. Yeah. Or how good they are at losing. It's yeah, like, It's like they really are trying to how Falcon the Falcons? Like I
1: think the funniest high, um, headline I've seen so far this season was the Chargers find another way to lose again, uh, <laughs> and like every single week they found another way to lose. I don't think they've lost the same way twice. <laughs> I'm
0: more impressed than anything, to to, to be quite honest.
1: Yeah, uh, I am that, very impressed. Justin uh,
0: Herbert has has been amazing. It, yeah, you no, know, he, he really has been. He's going to be a franchise quarterback, and he'd honestly time.
1: be running. He'd honestly be running away with the Rookie of the Year right now uh, if they close those six games out.
0: better than philip rivers he's going to be a better quarterback than philip rivers most now, likely yeah defensive <laughs> let's talk about this guy let's talk about a guy that was traded from the niners last mm-hmm. year and now he's been he's he's on another who team that are contenders currently
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that is going to be the colts deforest buckner this guy has, um, I mean, if you want to look at the stats, it's, it's eh, you know, three sacks, 19 tackles, a forced fumble, but it, it's more than the stats. The stats don't tell the full story of this guy. He's up there top five with for a defensive player of the year right now. It's his game-breaking ability. It's his ability to always force a pass, to be able to congestion the running lanes, and to be able to cause havoc almost every play. He might not be making a sack. He might not be making a tackle, but he's been <clears throat> really, really good for the Colts. And that was probably one of the best acquisitions over uh, this previous
1: season. Yes. All right. So now we're going to go back to bias Jalen again. Uh, <laughs> most surprising defensive player this year for me has been Buddha Baker, uh, Buddha really Baker. Surprising,
0: though? even after it, It's he not surprising. Contract? Is he surprising, but that
1: contract got signed. And a lot of people were starting to call Buddha Baker, pretty much an extra linebacker on the field, a small linebacker, Buddha Baker, uh, has now, after his, like I think, what was it, first 50 games of his career, he had, like, zero interceptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far this season, he has two, or in two games straight, he had two with great returns. Uh, one pick six stopped by the aforementioned <laughs> DK Metcalf hawking destruction. Part about
0: that video was reaction of one of the Cardinals coaches just going, he, his face was priceless.
1: Yes, uh, but I think he's... I feel like he's been underrated by a lot of people. He's not talked about and then also the fact that two of the first two interceptions of a season came with a cast on his hand. Who knew that's what he needed to start catching the football? Was hey, to cast, put a cast he, on his thumb. Put some
0: stick on <laughs> he
1: guy, got some stickum on his freaking Jeez. cast. Uh it, it's it's been crazy. Uh I think this season honestly defenses have been lacking. I think it's a I think it's been kind of a with the no pre the shortened training camp and the no preseason has really hurt defenses as we've been able to see we've had a lot of very high scoring games this year uh we've had just a lot of offensive look really good even some offenses who we thought weren't gonna look as good have looked amazing even some players who aren't that good have looked amazing other than tom brady Mm -hmm. um and i just think that with all that he has played amazing and it hasn't been looked at that much and then the fact that he isn't in the top four, top five for the MVP defensive ranking after still being performing at this high of a rate uh, is just a reason why I find it surprising.
0: That's a very strong argument right there. And let's move on into next is our who is set to have the most disappointing second half. I'm going sick. We go from Dick Forrest Buckner with the Colts, and it's going to be the Colts that will have the most disappointing second half this season. <laughs> because right now as is at the time of recording they are currently one game back in the AFC South behind the Titans they're 5 and 3 and but they're in a good position right now they're a playoff team right now and they yes. play, they might be at the end of the season but at the same time they now face the fifth hardest schedule remaining in the league with the titans with two games with them that's that may very well determine the division they have to play Mm -hmm. the packers that to play the raiders who are a little kind of sneaky good and then they also have to play the now undefeated pittsburgh steelers so that may very well be five losses right there i mean that that puts you at eight and eight if you do lose those five at the best and Mm -hmm. that might take you out of playoff contention they're looking good right now but if they're not able to keep it up, especially in the competitive AFC South and in the competitive AFC in general, they are going to be booted out of the playoffs. And I do see that happening.
1: Yes. Um,
0: especially with Philip Rivers, the guy that is one of the unclutchest guys right now.
1: Yeah. Um, I think the most disappointing second half of the season uh, is going to be. I can't go with the team, so I'm going to go with an entire division. Mm. <laughs> the NFC East. Is going? I don't. That's not I don't a, think.
0: I swear, that's one of the coldest takes I've ever heard. On no, 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 no. I
1: I'm gonna make a, a big take right here. Oh, you better uh, return I think, yourself. I think I don't think any team in the NFC East is going to finish with more than six wins, and I think one of them's going to make the playoffs with now no more than six wins. We're going to see the a five
0: and eleven uh, Eagles team, aren't we?
1: Yeah, we're going to see a 5-11 or 6-10 and 10 Eagles team make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. At most, I give them seven wins, but I highly doubt they get to seven wins. 6-10
0: New York Giants make the
1: Everyone playoffs. in the NFC East is going to finish below five hundred. I don't think any of them have the ability. I think the Eagles, if either Carson Wentz could pick it up or they decide to go with uh, Jalen Hurts, at quarterback, I think they could pick it up. I think they could be the one team that does make it. But I think at least... <laughs> three out of the four teams in that division are going to finish with six or less wins. Uh, and that I think is just, it's very disappointing because going into the season, Cowboys were one of the highest predicted teams to win the Super Bowl for Dak went out. Eagles were predicted to make playoffs again, which they're most likely are, but as they shouldn't. No, no
0: teams <laughs> in that division should make the playoffs. They should just, year. And the
1: entire, the only bright side in the, all of the NFC East is Chase Young. Like that's, it's when the entire division, and he, even he's kind of died down lately.
0: <laughs> <laughs> It'd be hard to argue against that. Then finally, yes. with our midseason stuff, let's talk about who's going to have the most surprising second half. Jalen, take this.
1: I think the most surprising second half of the season is going to be the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are going to make a big push. I think a lot of people are expecting them to fall off. I think two is just getting started. Uh, I think they finished 10-6 and six on the year. Uh, so I think I think they're gonna I think they're gonna surprise some teams. I think they're gonna win some games that we don't expect them to win down, going down the stretch. Uh, it's all gonna depend on Tua, honestly. That defense is top five. The defense is playing how they're playing and holding people. They they've uh, I think they're top five in uh in points allowed so far this season. Um, so I definitely think if that defense plays it the same way they're playing and Tua plays how we played last game, uh, I think that they could have the most surprising second half of the next season of this season.
0: Fair point right there, but for me, it is going to be the Minnesota Vikings. Right now, they do sit 3-5. They started off this season just god-awful. They started off 1-5, which is, I don't know if you know this, Jalen, but that's not good. That's not, not good, good at all. They are very nope. disappointed. Offensively, they couldn't do much. and Then defensively, they're just giving them so many damn points in offensive yardage. But now... They've won back-to-back games. Uh, the first game of those two being against the Packers, playing a really good game against the Green Bay Packers. Of course, he had Dalvin Cook scoring four touchdowns, but that's besides the point. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, they're two. They're only two games out of the playoff race. there in the NFC, especially with that seventh team. Um, like I said, they won two in a row. Dalvin Cook is a underdog, and he's a sleeper for the MVP right now.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: another pride side for them is that they have the 26th hardest remaining schedule they're only hard games right now really a couple of games against the Bears which are very winnable then you mm-hmm. have a game against the Saints in the game against the Bucks so right now the Vikings have the potential to go to be that um is or to be that 9 and seven team to possibly be a 10 and six team the mm-hmm. Vikings can be good as long as they keep on Ryan Dalvin cook and as long as Kirk Cousins limits his mistakes I think they're going... And I know that the Vikings are going to make the playoffs as a 6th or 7th seed in the NFC this year. Fair point. But that's what we got for the NFL. And we're going to stick a little bit with football because we unfortunately aren't able to get to it too often. But we're in the midst of the NCAA football season. So, it's mm-hmm. talk a little college football, Jalen. And then, yes. right now, what we got right now, dude, is is teams that are making the case for why we need a 18 playoff last season because right now we have a couple teams in the top 25 right now that are or top 10 there is seven and eight so look at this right now so the top four as it stands going to this week alabama notre dame ohio state clemson texas a&m which is actually pretty surprising to me they've been doing Mm -hmm. really good this year florida and then the seven to eight teams are Cincinnati and BYU. Now, Cincinnati has been great defensively. No one saw this team coming a non-Power 5 conference team playing this well and being this high. And then BYU, actually, I got the chance to see them in person last week at Alverson Stadium up here in Boise, Idaho. Go, it's Boise. they Oh, yo, dude. They got destroyed by BYU. And honestly, I felt like a traitor to my school, a traitor for the the school newspaper that I write for. But I was saying all week that BYU is legit and BYU is going to blow out uh, Boise State because of the quarterback situation and because of the run game. And what happened, Jalen? They blew up Boise State because they of have the quarterback here. situation and because of the run game. <laughs> so yes. I'm just going to pat myself on the back this week, but uh, yes. or or <laughs> right now. But what, what I really want to talk about is because Boise State has all the tan- in the tangibles, but they also pass the eye test. They are very mm. well disciplined, very well coached defense that tackles similar to Cincinnati, and. We always hear that teams is like, uh, especially from the fan bases. Oh, they can remember the whole UCF stuff, where mm-hmm. when they went undefeated, they were saying they're national champs. They even had the parade and the rings and all that fun stuff. Yes, they did. Yep. The easiest way to put and there's a debate of whether these teams can hang or not. I believe BYU can. I believe Cincinnati can. You wanna how we end this debate, Jalen? How? A team playoff and actually yep. do it. And if they get blown out, then point proven. They don't belong. We should stick with that four team. But if they do compete and if they do make some waves, that eight team is going to be good. And also, I mean, ultimately, we're going to have extra playoff games. Everyone's going to be making more money. Everyone's going yeah. to be happy. We all know the NCAA doesn't care about the athletes. They just want to make more money. This is what's going to do it for them.
1: Uh, I think... I agree. We should have 18 playoff. I think we should do two seasons of it. I think we should do this year and next year, 18 mm-hmm. playoff. This year is weird. Obviously with COVID, uh, a lot of teams are starting late or not playing or, you know, weird stuff. Yeah. Uh, So I think we should have it this year. Obviously if some team like BYU or Cincinnati makes it and they get blown out. We should give it another year because hopefully next year is going to be more of a regular season. And the top eight teams will probably be more competitive if this season is is not competitive. We can see how it actually will look with the full regular season of football. Uh, and just to see how that would go, because honestly, BYU and Cincinnati are having amazing seasons, mm-hmm. and I think they deserve to be up there. But at the same time, when you have conferences like the Pac-12 just now starting football, where most teams are either one and zero or zero and one, it's hard to just be like, yeah, they're a guaranteed eight seed. Because if everyone played regular, I think they would be probably in like the, they'd be in the top twenty, but they'd be a lot farther back. So I just think we need to give it some time, probably two seasons, uh, and just see what happens.
0: And the problem is, like, especially for BYU or Cincinnati, Cincinnati, non-Power 5 conference team, you can go undefeated. It doesn't matter who you play. You're not going to make the playoffs in the eyes of the selection committee. BYU, you're not even a conference team, which is, I would argue, worse than being a non-Power 5 conference team. And you can go undefeated. You can be all the good teams by a lot of points on, that you play on your record, and you're not mm-hmm. going to make the playoffs. At the least, sure. we get we can get a consolation prize, Jalen of maybe a New Year's bowl between Cincinnati and BYU, see who's better of them. But if mm-hmm. you look at the common denominators of the top six, you see SEC, ACC, Big Ten, ACC, SEC, SEC. I think there's a pattern there.
1: Just a slight pattern. <laughs> I think there's
0: a pattern there. And let's look at the other selections like that we've seen in the playoffs in the past. You cannot tell me that there is not a bias towards at least power five teams let alone SEC, ACC, Big Ten. And then the next question I want to pose to you, Jalen, if we want to stay on the topic of SEC, LSU has had an extremely disappointing um, season this year. Luckily, they're not going to get blown out by Alabama this week because their game got postponed because of all the fun stuff happening this season. And But they've gone to the point where they're not even focused about Alabama. They're focused about themselves, Jalen. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to ask you the question, is Coach O overrated?
1: Hmm. Is Coach O overrated?
0: Is he overrated?
1: I don't, I don't, I don't think he's overrated. I feel like that's hard to say is Coach O overrated. Um, it's kind of, you know, teams have all seasons. Coaches have all seasons. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's overrated. I think he's doing just fine. Uh, I think we have to give him a little bit more time. Especially with, like I said, this is a weird season. You you can't just go and be like, ah, oh, this team is terrible because of this season. This season is weird for everybody. It's weird for from pee wee football all the way up to NFL football. This has been a weird season. I'm not gonna hold anybody who is just having an off season uh, to too. I won't put it too hard on them. Like obviously, like coaches like Harbaugh who have been just having bad season after bad season, that's on them. They're on the same
0: Something else this season. If you're
1: consistently bad and you had another bad year, that is on you. But if you're consistently good or decent and then all of a sudden this year, just out of nowhere, you're losing players to COVID, you kind of get the right players because of COVID, Uh, players are getting sick because of COVID, you can't train anyone because of COVID, you can't really put your full game plan and full – program how you want it i I can't really judge him
0: yet i don't think they'll be good even if it was a normal season i think that joe burrow really really helped coach i mean if you want to look at his coaching career let's run through like from 205 uh, through 2007 when he was was with Ole miss three and eight four and eight three nine he was with usc in 2013 six and two lcu um from 16 to 20 now Now another six and two then he started to improve with nine and four we saw 10 a solid 10 and 3 that he went undefeated with 15 No, That was, of course, because he had his quarterback had the greatest college football season of all time. That offensive line was great. Those wide receivers were great. That defense mm-hmm. was remarkable. And then now he's dropped back to 2-3. and three. And before, the thing is, before he had Joe Burrow, he only had about a 0. .55 winning percentage.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And to me, that's not ideal. I I'm not going to say he's a bad coach. I may not say he's overrated, but I am willing to say that as of right now, last season was an anomaly in that he normally is not going to be able to produce those undefeated
1: teams. I think for me, if we were talking about NFL teams, I'd be right there with you saying that it, he's probably not the best coach. But when it comes to college football, when you have great players, mm-hmm. you can see, be a good coach uh, and, and just because of the good player. Because you have to recruit in college football. People are not just coming to your program, just to come to your program. If you had Hitler as the coach at LSU, no one would go to LSU. I think
0: that's an extreme example, but I understand where you're going with the YouTube. <laughs> yes. Please Don't uh, kick us off. <laughs> don't take us down. <laughs> but
1: what I'm saying is you have to have a personality and be Karen a good also, person. He
0: was obviously just referring to a 1940s-era um, painter um, from, from um, yes. um, Prussia.
1: Exactly. But... What I'm saying is, you have to be a good coach. People are not, <laughs> people are not going to come play for you if they do not like you. That's all I'm saying. Like it's, it's just not going to happen. Hey, uh,
0: people love Odranto. I, I love him as a coach, though. I love him. And also, you have to
1: think He's there a are a lot guy. of they. Like we said last season, they had Joe Burrow. They had all these great players on defense. All these great players on offense, and they did great. But then all those players went to the draft, so now you have a bunch of young players who most of them didn't even play last year, or even some of the people. Like it, you also have to look at the people who opted out of the season that played for LSU who aren't playing this year. People who weren't even expecting to play this year are playing this year for that team, and it's, it's like I said, it's, it's just been a really messed up year, and, and it's hard to be like Coach O is bad mm-hmm. because he has all these great players coming to specifically to play for him. I'm not like I don't care how good of a person you are. But, it, it, like, you could be a great person, but if you can't coach, then I can't play with you. But at the same time, if you're a great coach but an asshole, I can't play for you. You have to have a fine, a nice middle ground for people to want to play with you. So it's hard for me to say he is a bad coach mm. because he usually wins this season. He lost a good amount of players to the draft and to people who just wanted to sit the season out because of COVID. So this season I cannot judge him because he, did, he lost a lot. And he, he's working with what he has, and obviously he's not doing too great, but he can still make it out. So I'm not gonna I'm not call him a back
0: coach. I'm I'm hesitant to, to call him overrated at this point, but last year was a little bit iffy, might be an outlier. Guess we'll see once hopefully things get back to normal next season. Yes. Now Jalen let's transition into a little bit of our NBA stuff because there's been some interesting topics that have um, made headlines over the past couple days. But one of the most important ones being that Russell Wilson wants out of Houston and who the hell could have seen this coming? You mean that guys like Wilson and Harden and CP3 can't play together? Mm -hmm. Are
1: are we surprised by this? Oh my goodness. Are we surprised? No, Uh, no, not at all. Uh, I think that the Houston atmosphere has been bad for a while, and a lot of people have been blaming the players there, like mm-hmm. when CB3 was there, uh, as the problem. Um, I don't think it's the problem at all. Um, I think Houston's atmosphere uh, and environment uh, and coaching uh, needs to change. Obviously, it's getting a change. Uh, but um, I think right now with – Harden is also winning out right now, as, as reports are saying. They're saying mm-hmm. Harden wants out and Westbrook wants out. So I so think I don't...
0: Harden still is committed to being a Rocket, but mm-hmm. it's, it's the other people. I th- Harden's going to stay there.
1: But... Yes. I think, I think most likely Harden stays, but at the same time, he does have destinations he would prefer oh, over 100%. being in. So what I'm saying is that when when Russell's saying he wants to leave and Harden's still saying he wants to leave, I don't think it's the fact that they don't like each other. Because both of them want to leave. One of them obviously want to stay if it's a great team, just that one dude, but he wants to leave. So, uh, dude, I think... that if of, they
0: don't trust in the, in their new guy, um, Stephen Silas. I mean, yeah, do they not have to be him? seen obviously yet I didn't with have everything him much being Mike D'Antoni anyway? He was, uh, yeah, he was in true. over his head with, with the Houston Rockets.
1: Very true. I think they had a lot of talent. Imagine if the Rockets the
0: had Greg Popovich as their coach.
1: That'd be that'd be nice. That'd, no, be, that'd, gross. that'd be disgusting. They might, they might have Good. a title right now. Oh, but, no, uh, they
0: would have a towel right now. I guarantee that.
1: <laughs> I I think it's just uh, they need to check the uh, the environment over there, uh, see what the problem is. Uh, obviously, Dan and Tony is gone, so uh, obviously it's not him. So something is wrong over there. So
0: where's, uh, where's Brooklyn going to go, though, is a question. To me, I think... to me uh, he, he has to be traded. He's not free agent, so he's going to be a trade. No. It might be tough, though, to trade him just because everything kind of going around with this. But I can see... Might not limit to a team, but Russell Westbrook will end up in New York for next season.
1: That is, I feel like at this point, if they don't get Russell, I feel like for the past three seasons we've been making all these great, like, oh, the Knicks are all in on Durant. (laughs) Oh, the Knicks are all in on getting Zion. And then it just doesn't happen. They don't get anyone. The Knicks
0: are just disappointing, I think. They're disappointing. um, Kind of conclusion. But we've been yes.
1: doing this. Uh, I think that they're going to fail again and not get it. I think they're going to so push the and then uh, <laughs> the Nets get them. Uh, I have three teams. I think the Pelicans might make a push for them. They have a lot of depth and um, young players that they can move over to Houston. Uh, I think they would, I think him and Zion would be a great combo uh, to put together. Uh, second, I do also have um, why am I just blanking on who I was going to say? Actually, just blanked them
0: out of the team. It's okay, Jones, because <laughs> it's all good. You're a little rusty coming back. Yes, Clippers yes. Also, man. on this too, another kind of trade rumor: a guy that used to be on the Rockets, the CP3. Of course, yes. he was on LA, and we saw how well that Clippers team worked uh, this postseason. And now there's some rumors that he could be on the move. Might be staying there, and little on um, the s- southwest portion of the states could. CP3 potentially be going to Phoenix and what, or what, what would the Suns look like? A reminder that you went eight and O in the bubble uh, to, yes. to finish off the regular season and they're building a good young team down there. So what would CP3 do to that team?
1: Uh, I think it'd be good, uh, especially for Booker. Booker would need that kind of facilitator uh, passer to go. Obviously he has Rubio up there right now. I think they would end up having to trade Rubio um, in that trade um, to Get uh, to get CP three. Um, mm-hmm. I think he. I think it probably end up being like a Rubio in the, a draft pick or like. I think Rubio is going to be part of it, and I think Kelly Oubre mm-hmm. might be a big part of it. I think you. think you'd have to give up one of those guys, if not both of them, uh, to get CP three. CP three is getting older, but at the same time, he proved last season that he is no pushover at this point in his yeah. career. Uh, but I think it'll work.
0: Um, the, the lack of success in plus because man, I blame Kawhi way more.
1: Uh, No, no, no. You're thinking of uh, PG. Oh, yeah. Thank
0: you. Thank you. PG, of course. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm not going to blame PG as much. I'm going to blame Kawhi for that one. He didn't do Jack that that postseason.
1: Yeah, but CP3 was on OKC last season. Yes. he was <laughs> he hasn't done the clippers for a minute now
0: he has not um we're both, we're we're both we right haven't talked about nba in a minute
1: so i'll give ross a pass appreciate <laughs> on that, that one. but uh cp3 and okc mm-hmm. uh they had a pretty good push. They did good. They just couldn't finish through. They had a lot of young talent. That I think they're going to be a great team at some point. But just you can see the inexperience uh, and CP3's experience wasn't enough to push that team through. Uh, I think they'll definitely pick it up. I think they'll have a better chance. But I think they kind of need to go with that young team. They need to get rid of CP3 and try to see if they can get some of mm-hmm. the Sun's young talent. Uh, to them and try to just build off that and just kind of play the run and gun type of uh, uh, offense, just sprinting, fast break st- uh, style uh, offense. Man. I and would I think
0: like more. to see the offense with CP3, Booker. You have Obrey out there too. That would be uh...
1: – Yeah, Kelly oh, that'd Obrey, uh, that would be nice. That would be a great offense. Hopefully they don't have to give him up in the trade for CP3. Mm-hmm. I think if, if I'm OKC, okay, I'm asking for Kelly Oubre in the trade. That's just me. Uh, I so, would ask for. Um,
0: I mean, at least the sounds might be able to keep Ricky Rubio from this stuff.
1: Yeah, they uh, they're gonna have to give one of them. And honestly, in my 100 percent opinion, unless they're just giving up their draft pick, mm-hmm. um, uh, and they think that's enough, which I don't think OKC will think, think that's out. enough. I think Oubre or Rubio, one of them is getting moved. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think. I don't think they find a way to keep uh, both of them. Uh, in the trade for CP3.
0: Very fair. But if you want to keep on the topic of the Suns real quick, there has been a couple of very new, nice... Uh, I Honestly, I, I really do like both of these new jerseys, but we've seen both the Suns and the Philadelphia 76ers get some very nice black jerseys, Jalen. And then mm-hmm. the question is, I, I post to you, which one do you like more?
1: Um, I mean, that Suns jersey is...
0: It's nice. It's right?
1: real. It's really, not... really nice. <laughs> I, I really like the look of that one. That one was really nice. Seventy six is one I was kind of iffy about. Not gonna lie.
0: Yeah. Um. I don't know how I feel about like the the whole kind of city kind of skyline in in the Jersey with the, the houses and stuff all lit up. To me, I yeah. do like a little touch of the. You can see like in the little design, you see TTP for trust of process. So I thought that was. I love when um, teams do those kind of little nods in the logos and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think it'd be funny if they did the trusted process and traded Embiid. That'd be pretty funny. Um,
0: <laughs> that'd be I mean, the 76ers thing ever.
1: <laughs> that'd be freaking awesome. Uh, like when they said that they were going to entrust in Jimmy Butler for the future. And, uh, yeah, he's Jimmy, no Jimmy on Butler the team. for
0: being able to kill in the Talk to Jimmy Butler. Yeah,
1: uh, I think I, the Sun uniform is just, honestly, it's, it represents their city and them better than that jersey for the 76ers. I got to so say, I'd like, be,
0: that the the between because you can kind of see the sunset right there. You go from the yellow yeah. to the orange to the red to the purple, yeah. and oh, it just looks better. It, it, it reminds me does. of their older, um, their like older black jerseys too, which are mm-hmm. very nice. But all I'm saying very is, nice. they might need to uh do a little something more with that orange. I, I think, but the orange, their orange the orange nice. would be nice. Too. But I've ended discussion. Suns have uh, you know the valley. That is a, uh, a better jersey with this one. Let's move on to our MLB stuff now, Jalen. So quick stuff here, just talking a couple manager acquisitions. Um, with the Red Sox, is signed to bring back Alex Cora. And when I saw that they were going to do this, I knew that it was a mistake because he's not going to do anything. Of course, he did when help them um, lead them to a World Series victory in 2018. But the thing is is that that was a completely different Boston Red Sox team. They don't even have one of the best players in the MLB right now. We saw improved that for the Dodgers. Mookie Betts, they don't have David Price anymore. They suffered mm-hmm. a bunch of injuries last year, especially with Chris Sale. And also, I still hate Alex Cora for being the cheating scumbag he was when he was with the Houston Astros, and he deserves nothing. Mm-hmm.
1: good. This is very true. Uh, <laughs> I hope nothing but the worst for him.
0: <laughs> yep, uh, yep, yep, yep. In the world
1: of baseball, obviously, I'm not going to go as far as we, his we're personal. not
0: going personal here.
1: Yes, yet. in the world of baseball, I hope he has a losing record for <laughs> the rest of his career. A 162. Um, yes, <laughs> the first team to do it. I want to see it. That'd be absolutely
0: uh, remarkable if a team in baseball have to lose every game.
1: Yeah, that'd be pretty bad.
0: I'd be more impressed than anything.
1: Yeah, me too. That that'd be, I'd be like, wow, you really just can't play baseball. Like... <laughs> right.
0: You can't even get but, lucky uh, in one hundred and sixty-two games.
1: Yeah, like what the heck? <laughs> um, I think I don't think it's a good idea. Just like you said, the uh, it's it's not the same. The division is completely different. Uh, the the talent needed and stuff like that they don't have. Unless you really think that he's just going to be the guy that just brings players together uh, in a non-cheating way. Uh, <laughs>
0: We've I, I yet to see him do that.
1: We've yet to see it happen yet, but I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he's the answer. Boston, I think they should have gone for something new.
0: That that a um that the AL East, almost the AFC. Forgive me. Um, that AL East is just a totally different playing field now, especially mm-hmm. the, the 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 Rays. Man, the Tampa Bay Rays are really good. Two seasons ago, made that really good wild card team. And now, yes. of course, they're a playoff team, and they got close to winning it. They've made six games in that. Mm-hmm. The Rays are really good. Uh, it looks like the Toronto Blue Jays are starting to gather some really good young talent there. They're building a good team. And then the Yankees are the Yankees, and there's nothing new to report there than help. Even the Miami yeah. Marlins. The Miami Marlins
1: are pretty good. <laughs> uh,
0: dude. It's um, it really is something. But Alex Gore, I don't see anything with that. Then also the next managerial acquisition with the White Sox bringing back Tony La Russa. He previously um, managed them, I believe, as 34 years ago. You know, only a few decades. But oh, now I they see. bring in a 76-year-old with DUI problems.
1: So take his license away and Uber him to practice, is what I'm hearing.
0: Dude, he's 76. He should be driving anyway. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you should have gave that up a long time ago, <laughs> I boss.
0: I don't like this. Not, I don't think the players like this. It doesn't, I don't know why management like this. He's he's a Hall of Fame manager, okay? So, yes. obviously, he's really good. He's legendary. But at the same time, he's not good. The White Sox are a really good and talented team. They played really well last season, exceeded a lot of expectations. and, and, and But the thing with that, I mean, yeah, Jose Abreu winning MVP, too. So, he's really good. Mm-hmm. but now you, Tony La, La Russa is not good for the modern game of baseball
1: No, it's not good uh,
0: I, and also I just don't see him more having that impact on the locker room that he's going to have no one is the players you have to have someone that's at least decently relatable No, yeah. those players that very young that, team is going to be able to I feel like and that's a big part be, of the game it's not you know <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like, I feel like a lot of people don't realize that now today in modern sports with the athletes, one of their big things is relationships with their coaches and being uh, relatable to their coaches and coaches being relatable to them. And so when you bring in a 76-year-old guy to kind of manage this team, uh, it it just doesn't usually go well. Older guys can come in with a different attitude towards the sport than the younger guys do, mm-hmm. and they usually don't connect well. I mean, I obviously I could be wrong. Kid, they could turn out perfectly fine, but it's just unlikely. In history, especially recent history, the not the younger coach, but you know, the more yo- younger than seventy six mm-hmm. coach usually has a better effect on teams coming in. See,
0: it, it, it's there's. A couple of different things that go into having a good coach, Jalen, we all know this. We, we're all mm-hmm. athletes. A lot of you guys that listen to the show are athletes, so you've all dealt with this, is that a coach has to be two things. You have to be a good coach, first of all, but mm-hmm. also you could be the best coach in the world, but if you don't have the chemistry with your players and your other staff, it none, none of your coaching talent matters. Relationships mm-hmm. and chemistry play a huge role. Like we see, like you want to relate to power teams. Like you see teams like the old Houston Rockets, really good players, you know. Or like let's talk about Kobe and Shaq. If you really want to throw it back a little bit, two of the most dominant players in NBA history, and uh, although they were good, they didn't have the chemistry, so they weren't as good as they could have been. So Man, that's, I mean that's they kind were super right great Well, they were. Uh, like, I, I right, think right, it's kind of like imagine if they actually got along. They
1: would have won by even more. That's scary. Uh, That's scary. But um, I think it's kind of like like right now we could look at a, a modern day situation, uh, Harbaugh and Michigan's team over in college football.
0: Well, now it's I hard bet. to even argue if he's a good coach. <laughs> I know mean, it's hard,
1: but with his resume, I'm gonna say he's still a good coach. But he does not have the you know the right attitude and personality yeah. for young college students to push them to win. He does great with NFL players, great with NFL players, but when it comes to college students, it doesn't go well. And like when you have like, for instance, just just doing like a wild thing out there, this has nothing to do direct to anybody. Like if you put a golf coach to coach a football team, uh, it just doesn't go well sometimes. Like yeah, there's just not enough chemistry again, there.
0: Jalen with another stretch of a uh, little uh, metaphor right there. But you, uh, I mean, it wasn't a stretch. The our, our high school
1: football coach was a golf coach.
0: Oh yeah. Um, but <laughs> Luckily, that's in the past. I do not want to talk about bringing on a golf coach to be our football coach. That did not go well. Um, obviously, we could have been. That's <laughs> in the past. No need to hang on. Don't uh, stretch no need to be that's that guy that, uh, that peaked in high school and only talks about his high school football games. Because <laughs> those are even worse. And we all know those people. Trust me, we all know one. We all know least. one. At least one. (laughs) At least one. Let's finish things out with some UFC news. Um, If you've been keeping up with us recently with our UFC talk episodes with our UFC correspondent, Blake Campbell. I say UFC a lot in there in that sentence, UFC. Um, There's a lot going on in the MMA world. And now the biggest scene, Jalen. UFC Hmm. Vegas 14 is up this weekend. And I just got to say, Paul Felder is an absolute badass give him the bMS belt because he is a bad M ever five days notice to step up against a guy former uh, champion contender still really good fighter in rafael dos Anjos in that lightweight division
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he's he's stepping on um, five days notice he's stepping in, in into a five round main event fight that mm-hmm. is really badass <laughs>
1: yeah it is um i think he has a good chance of winning this fight honestly just based off of his uh fighting style mm-hmm. uh and obviously dos Santos has been around for a long time so not like there's a lack and of paul tape Helders to look at
0: great fight. i mean remember his last fight a while ago it feels like when he fought dan hooker and mm-hmm. most people thought and me included that paul felder won that fight <laughs>
1: i do too i, I do, still think do. He won that fight. I still think he won that fight. I think that was uh cheating. Uh but um I wouldn't say cheating, I just say a little, a little thievery. A little thievery. A little a little is
0: Stupid again. <laughs> a little
1: snitch snatch. Um but uh I, I think Paul Fed has a good uh chance to win this. Um in my opinion, thinking about the fight in general, uh and the media that's been going on with it, mm-hmm. I kind of think that dos anjos is kind of looking past paul felder Mm. and just thinking about how he's going to dismantle the entire lightweight division and i think you doing that uh when there's a tough opponent like paul felder in front of you kind of shows you're not really taking him too seriously especially because it's five days notice but we know these fighters stay ready uh year round just in Mm -hmm. case a chance like this happens paul felder more
0: of anyone he's been training for a freaking triathlon right now so he's in phenomenal shape
1: <laughs> exactly they just have they, honestly if his coaches get a good game plan together just go in there uh mm-hmm. he'll be fine uh so i think joe Sanchos and he's stopped worrying about his unfinished business with mm-hmm. connor and the open top half of the division because he's not even in the open top half no. of the division so you can't really be talking about the top half of the division is he even ranked right now in the top 15 he's of up those? there
0: but he's you know, paul uh i i actually like paul felder more anyway uh, yeah. Even with the five days notice, I think Paul Felder is still a really good fighter. Um, a, I think the, he I takes sp- him out. Yeah. I would not Paul Felder by knockout due to spinning back fist.
1: I really want Paul Felder to win because I want him to get up there to where he can fight Connor and they could both fight in Ireland. Whoa. When are we actually allowed to have audiences back?
0: That would be... Jalen, we can't have that. That'd be too f- perfect. And we're sports fans, so we don't deserve anything that good. But realistically, yeah. this is going to be a matchup of the mustaches. And, and uh, we've Rafael Dos Anjos has a great stash. Paul Felder mm-hmm. has been growing out his stash recently, too. It mm-hmm. looks phenomenal. And I just got to say, speaking about how I've already said he's badass, but Paul Felder, in, in the span of two months, goes from commentator to cornerman to fighter. Mm-hmm. That is versatile as hell.
1: I really hope he commentates the first half and then just leaves right before his fight be awesome. I wish. Or, or, or even better, one step above, he keeps the headset on during his fight and commentates as he's whooping those Santos <laughs> we, we get to listen
0: to him straight up during um in between rounds. That would, <laughs> he would just be too damn amazing. And then <laughs> to end things off, though, Jalen, let's talk about this. 11, November 12th is a huge, huge and ext- probably the most important date on the calendar year for the UFC. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that we actually get to record on 11-12th um very well because mm-hmm. three things or at least at least three things happen on this date in ufc history ufc yes. one took place in 1993 in denver and of course that changed mma across the world forever shout out to denway because there's a whole mess and getting that card together got all the kind of rules and laws against fights Apparently cage fighting is deemed too controversial and too scary mm-hmm. and too dangerous and stupid politicians get into sports. I digress though. So. Yes. Um, that date changed history. Then we also had UFC on Fox 1 in 2011. And of course, Fox wasn't ESPN. But this was really the UFC's first time getting on anything close to mainstream television. And mm-hmm. that was huge in the catalyst for that sport. And of course, that was the first fight. Of the trilogy between Cain Velasquez and Junior dos Santos, which ended up being one of the better trilogies in UFC history.
1: Yes. And then
0: the most recent event was back in 2016. Damn, this is already four years ago. When UFC 205 happened, and their first card in Madison Square Garden. And this, of course, was when Conor McGregor became the first double champ in UFC history with his knockout in the second round over Eddie Alvarez. And, and we also can't a, forget
1: about the amazing speech he gave after the fight, apologizing to absolutely no one.
0: What, <laughs> one of the greatest videos and memes of all time.
1: Yep. <laughs> what, the double jab does what the, he wants.
0: How does this all happen on one day? And of course, and shout out to uh, um, also the birthday of the BMF, current BMF, Jorge Masvidal, too. It's a great day. Great day in UFC, man. It really is. And a happy birthday wish to Horry Doll is, of course, hashtag super necessary.
1: Super necessary.
0: So, what do you think he had for his birthday dinner? Maybe a maybe two piece and soda?
1: McDonald's. <laughs> uh, a large pizza all to himself. Yeah. And then he probably, he probably walked outside and slapped somebody and then walked back inside just because he's uh, just so he is man. as a person. <laughs> he just slapped somebody for his dessert. You know what i Two piece and a soda. Uh, he probably uh, flew out solely on Edwards, slapped him up a couple of times, ran back.
0: <laughs> man, okay. that it, it really is remarkable. Thank you, UC, because you're one of the greatest sports in the world. And Dana White, you are the absolute man. But number that's going to wrap up. Oh, oh, one more thing. Hmm? Oh, I, oh, I was saying Dana White's number one. Dana White's number one. Okay, there we go. But, of course, that's <laughs> going to wrap up for us now, guys. Um make sure to check out we newest drops on today eleven twelve another big one mm-hmm. um of course we had our for our afl footy fans love that sport absolutely amazing if you haven't listened to our stuff you should now because it is a sport that you need to watch um we have our footy is underrated merch uh, we've had our shirt and tank top out and now we just put out a hoodie of course, if you're watching a video, you can see me repping this merch right now, our fourth and long premium hoodie. Um, we also have a crew neck. We have a long sleeve out because it's getting cold. Even back where you are in California, Jalen, it's mm-hmm. still yeah, getting a little bit chilly. It's freaking especially. freezing. Um, I mean, you're freezing. over you know, over near ours. I love the snow so far. No, I'm not even close. And <laughs> it's only 38 degrees. Oh, oh, that I uh, walk outside in a t-shirt in 30 degrees. But these, honestly, I gotta say that this t-shirt be, or between like our tribe... Blend t-shirts are amazing. The sweatshirt, if you see on video, it has like the felt inside, and it's so damn soft. Mm-hmm. I stay so warm in this.
1: Really. If you have a girlfriend, which I'm guessing if you listen to the show, you don't. Um,
0: <laughs> she'll like the she'll host. steal that sweater. <laughs> <laughs> For anything like the host, man. If you're uh, like the co-host, you're uh, all cuddled up right now. Even the UFC <laughs> correspondent. The uh, yeah. one person a part of the show that actually has a relationship is our. Uh, fabulous AFL correspondent coach Donnie Yes. He's a happily married man. So congrats to you coach Donnie Yeah, at uh, some
1: please. point we're gonna have a relationship advice show with coach Donnie uh, He's gonna give us advice on how to have a successful relationship <laughs> <laughs> Make
0: sure to, uh, Check us out everywhere our website of course com. you can check us out on um, most most of our interaction is on Twitter at Fourth Long Radio, Instagram at Fourth and Long Radio. So some great stuff there. Check out our most recent interviews. We've had um, you know uh, big guys like Josh Emmett. We've had Joy Rodriguez. Most recently, we had UC or um, May's debut back in June. Justin James. We've had guys like NFL players Marcus Rios. We've had XFL guys. All we we've covered almost everything, and we will be having another college player on soon yes well. very soon so very soon keep an eye for that um but that's going to do it for us find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts spotify apple Podcasts, anchor youtube oh, pretty much anywhere let's know. anywhere you guys we're now. everywhere leave a five-star review over on apple Podcasts. get reach out to us on twitter let us know your thoughts and all the discussions and debates we had tonight but with that being said we will catch you guys in the next one